0: This will be the, where else can we get, like, two podcasters dedicated enough to podcast apart from each other while watching other shit and telling each other about it so they can claim they're efficient?
1: Oh, this kid, the little kid has a gun now.
0: Seminal episode alert. This is, we're doing an outside the box episode right now.
1: It is a it's a weird dynamic, but I'm right. I'm I'm excited for it. So this is
0: a we don't like to record remotely because we think it sounds like shit, and quite frankly, the energy is not, not the same. The energy is not the same. we and also like we're we're professionals, we're <laughs> we're titans of the podcasting industry, and it's just weird when. One person says something and then you wait three seconds and then they both talk at the same time and one of them is muted because of which person's recording it. It just sounds like ass. We hate doing a remote episode. So we're doing a remote episode and <laughs> we're doing it because we came up with a whimsical idea. This is going to be
1: the most efficient podcast in the history of brunch. It's, uh, that's a good way to put it. We are uh, watching two movies at the same time. Literally, we are watching movies. Like, we're not like... Right now.
0: We're, we're watching it for this episode. We are currently watching movies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this DJ, is going to be- DJ's watching a movie. I'm watching a movie. And we're also both watching the football game that's on.
0: Yes, we're watching the NFC uh, Championship. And right now, there's a minute left in the first half. Matt Ryan is fucking shit up. And we, we didn't say this in the last episode when we were emptying out all our takes. I love Matt Ryan and I fucking think that calling Matt Ryan a loser and a choker is just dumb football speak. Look at this. He's just fucking carving them up right now. It's a beautiful (laughs) thing. I want them to win this game so badly. I kind of want them to win the Super Bowl regardless of whether or not the Patriots make it. We'll see if they do. It'll be
1: after this episode's recorded though. Okay. Uh, What are you watching? Uh, I'm watching Demolition by uh, with. Jake Hall, and I'm also very hungover, so I'm all over we the place. We both sound so distracted right now. I'm also hungover. <laughs> oh, weird. We sound distracted when we're trying to do a podcast watching two movies and a football game at the same time? Who could have saw that coming? I, <laughs> I'm watching Begin Again
0: because I saw that uh, Mark Ruffalo was in it. So I turned it on, and then I realized there's no worse feeling than when you start to watch a movie – and you realize, like, oh, fuck, it's this movie. I remember seeing previews for Begin Again, and I didn't want to see it because Adam Levine is in it. Oh, God. And I'm just, I'm fucking out on Adam Levine. We, we did two Sing Street episodes in a row, and we didn't mention this. Uh, did I lose you? Hello? No, I'm still here. I okay, just turned a cool. off camera. Nice.
1: Um, turn your camera back on. Why? Is it weird for you? Yeah. I, my, so, what's that? So said, yeah, I can't see you. Yeah, but I've got a
0: football game in front of me. I've got Kieran Knightley and this fucking Levine guy to my left. I need I need you grounding me right now. Okay, okay. So uh, also, I only have one headphone in because I am seriously paying attention to Begin Again, which I, I like. Begin Again. This is a good movie. It's it's bad, but I enjoy it. What? Uh, give me a quick plot synopsis of this movie. So, didn't realize till I turned it on. Um, it is written and directed by John Carney. The, the guy who made Sing Street. Oh, really? So I think that's why it was Netflix was pushing it on me. Uh, I think it heard us talking about Mark Ruffalo, and Mark Ruffalo is the star of this movie, and it heard us talking about Sing Street, so it said, "All right, watch this shit." And it is about an alcoholic music executive who's in the process of getting fired from the record label that he started. Uh, he's at the end of his rope, so he's my kind of guy. And <laughs> he discovers Kira Knightley in a bar, playing at an open mic with James Corden, and tries to sign her. And she's one of those musicians that when someone comes up to her and says, "Hey, you're great. Let's let's make records together," she plays hard to get, which apparently that's a thing. Struggling poor <laughs> no.
1: musicians. No, I'm good, thank you. Yes, right.
0: <laughs> I know I'm just, I'm just performing for people trying to get noticed so I can remain poor and keep writing songs by myself. So that's his thing. Uh, she is in the process of, or recently has broken up with, uh, her songwriting partner who is played by Adam Levine and the way that he breaks up with her, this is a dynamite breakup method. Uh, He goes to L.A. for a week. They live in New York. He goes to L.A. for a week. Comes back. While they're cooking dinner, he asks, Do you want to hear a song I wrote in L.A.? Puts it on the speakers. Plays it for her. Touched. Oh, fuck. That was... Okay. Um, um... (laughs) God. This is terrible. (laughs) He says... Shut up. You're distracting me even more. He says, Do you want to hear a song that I wrote in L.A.? plays it on the speakers and it is a clearly a song about how he has found someone else who he likes to have sex with instead of his girlfriend. That is
1: a bold breakup move.
0: Uh, so she slaps him.
1: <laughs> that's while, a definite Adam Levine move for sure. Yes,
0: She slaps him while they're playing the song to which he responds. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I would maybe ask that question of him. And then uh, what? Well, there's something there's something else that's, funny in that. But, oh, touchdown Atlanta Falcons. Fuck them up, Maddie. <laughs> Fuck them
1: up. It, it does, I would like to see a Rogers brady Super Bowl, but I'd also, I really want Matt Ryan to win a Super Bowl. You, so you want you want Matt Ryan to beat the Patriots? I wouldn't hate it. I don't know. I You watch your goddamn mouth. <laughs> I root for the Patriots the way I root for, um,
0: like, back in the day, Tiger Woods. You, like you, you want to see how fucking good people can be, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and like, if the Warriors become some sort of crazy dynasty, I'm going to root for them to
1: win every year. So you want to see history? Exactly. Basically. Exactly. Uh, my movie is uh, not great. Not a big fan. Uh, I'm kind of glad that we're doing this the way that we're doing it because. Um, I want to watch the second half on mute because fuck this movie. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal plays probably like the worst person in <laughs> cinema history. Really? He's, he's such a dickhead. He, so the movie starts off uh, with him and his wife in a car and they're basically just like having a conversation or whatever. And he's like not listening to her. He's ignoring her. And she, you can tell that like she's fed up with his shit uh, and they don't have like a really great relationship Uh, And then they get hit by a car, and they get in a car accident, and she dies. uh, And he's basically fine. Uh, And so he, like, wakes up in the hospital, uh, but he's, like, in the waiting room, not in, like, a bed or whatever. Uh, He wakes up. uh, Her father tells him that she's dead. And his first response is to go to a vending machine. And get some peanut M&M's uh, or try to out of the vending machine. Which, I mean, peanut M&M's, great snack.
0: Peanut uh, M&M's are like a top
1: – they're a top candy. Yeah, for sure. Um, but maybe not like your first reaction once you find out your wife is just gruesomely dead in a, <laughs> uh, in a car accident. To be like, oh, I'm hungry. Uh, so he goes to the vending machine, <laughs> tries to get some peanut M&M's. And it gets – the M&M's get stuck. Uh, while falling so he doesn't actually get them. Uh and so he takes down the phone you number. Do what, that dick a, if you're gonna do that dick a move, you need to see that through. Like right, you, you gotta to commit. Shake,
0: even if you have to shake the machine and you look weird for a minute. You
1: can cause a scene because your wife just died. Yes,
0: yeah, so right, exactly. And then you can be the people be like, what's uh why is he so obsessed with these peanut M and M's? And he could be like,
1: they're all I fucking have and right. then yeah. It's, he could have easily freaked out knocked like shook the machine and just been like i just my wife is dead i just need some fucking peanut m&ms can you at least let me have that
0: yes right he can scream at god and then somebody yes. will put a dollar in for him and buy the next peanut m&ms
1: and then he gets two peanut m&ms <laughs> <laughs> so so he really fucked up um but he didn't he didn't act that way because he doesn't give a shit about his wife find that out later in the movie does not care at all um And then uh, so he writes down the number for the vending machine and he calls or he he writes a letter. He writes like five different letters to this vending machine company, basically explaining his life story and being like, I don't really care about my wife and I'm like kind of an asshole. Uh, So like one day, the the customer service representative at the uh, at the vending machine company calls him at like 2 a.m. And they have, like, a discussion, and she's fucking weird and creepy, and they're, like, they become obsessed with each other, and he basically stalks this woman. I am astonished by how big a part
0: of the movie the vending machine thing became. I thought you were being anecdotal when you were telling that. I thought that we were each kind of telling a funny little thing that we saw. Like, the the breakup song in Begin Again, that's not – I could have just said, you know – he breaks up with her in a weird way. That's not the seminal part of the movie or anything. It's not a super important part. It seems like this
1: vending machine is the most important part of this guy's life. More basically, so than his dead wife. It's surround, It's basically like the entire premise of the movie. is like he's, from what I can tell so far, that he's just like obsessed with this vending machine lady. He Where shows up at the her office. Demolition. He showed, uh, because he uh part like part of the movie is that he like undoes things he like destroys stuff and takes it all apart because he feels like empty inside or something i don't know he just takes stuff apart he's an asshole like there's a creek there's like a creaky stall at his work and he just he just un fucking screws everything and leaves all the pieces on the floor and he doesn't I, fix it no, he doesn't fix anything. He just undoes it and takes it apart and shit and leaves the remains there. So he's the anti-Ron Swanson. Basically, yes. Uh, Ron and he Swanson sh- goes around fixing everything. And he stalks this woman. He shows up at her work. He shows up at her house. Uh, and it's really fucking creepy and weird. Kira Knightley is stunning. <laughs> she is. He's she is. Have we?
0: I don't know if this would count as like over analyzing. So, I mean, I talk about my nose and my Adam's apple. I'm about to talk about one of my teeth, so whatever. Um, one of my bottom teeth is uh, a little crooked. Okay. And it's it's not super noticeable, but when you look, then you're like, oh wait, what well, that tooth kind of throws everything off there. Um, Keira Knightley's teeth are. I think she has a few crooked teeth. Yeah, I think she has like a snaggle tooth, doesn't she? I don't. I don't. I don't really know but it's, it gives her the most charming smile in the world, I think. Not the really? most charming smile, but like a very charming smile. Interesting. Karen I think she, she's, she's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, this she, is great. I, th- I, I couldn't know. I, I haven't heard a word you said. I haven't heard a word I said. This is all just... We're going to play this back and be like, what the fuck? No, nobody's going to like this episode. Uh I went to a basketball game yesterday. How's that? Uh, to add in a fifth thing while we're <laughs> already distracted. Uh it was great. I hadn't been to a Celtics game in the stands since maybe 2002 or 2003
1: something like that. Gotcha. And it it, it was great. great. You had great seats. What's that? You had great seats. Uh are you joking? Yes, you're uh, in like the 455 level. <laughs> I think there's only <laughs> Uh, that's the joke
0: <laughs> yeah no it was uh it was like the the best seats in the balcony
1: yeah which, sure man <laughs>
0: which i found uh well they're my friend's season tickets so now you're putting me in position where i'm suddenly oh wow adam levine is performing now cool how so the album that he was recording earlier in the movie when he started to fuck that other girl uh, seemingly has taken off and now he's a big shot also Adam Levine doesn't look good in this movie we'll circle back to that but um yeah I went to the Celtic game on my uh, with my buddies uh season tickets and basketball in the balcony looks a lot better than I would expect it to
1: that's what I was well I was gonna say that I, I was gonna say like maybe uh that maybe those take those seats are good for hockey but probably not for basketball no so better vantage everything
0: looks better at basketball than hockey up close, which we really? heard
1: from, from farther away balcony.
0: Which surprised me very much. I didn't need to look at um the screen at all. And at basketball games, very helpful. They put on the scoreboard who's on the floor. So even if you don't know oh, right. basketball like yours truly, you really you can really watch the game with the fellows. <laughs> and it was a blast. I didn't know that uh the garden has essentially a bodega. Did you know that? What's I don't even know what bodega is. A bodega is just a little convenience store thing where they have uh, they have beer. They have oh yeah, snacks. dude, that's
1: the best place at the garden. You can buy like you can buy like twenty four ounce yeah beer.
0: Yeah, it was wild. Um, I've definitely gotten those huge cans before, but uh, not in a kind of just stop
1: in pick them up. Come, go as you please, kind of setting. I like that a lot. And they're like seven bucks. You can't beat that at the garden. They're like seven Uh, or eight bucks, aren't they? Are you talking about in a real bodega or (laughs) at (laughs) at at the garden? garden. No, they are
0: not seven bucks. They were. um, I thought they were like kind of cheap. They were. So they were $13. So you probably paid with a 20, got $7 back. And then (laughs) because your brain
1: works in some weird sort of way, you're like, what a deal. I have seven (laughs) bones. It is. It is still a deal, though. At at uh, at the garden, yeah. It's like two beers for thirteen yeah. bucks.
0: It was great. I mean, the last time I went to a sporting event and drank a bunch of beer was in two thousand thirteen. I went to a Pittsburgh Pirates game uh, because we were in Pittsburgh. No, that's not true. Shit, we did that this uh, summer in Chicago. Oh right, yeah. But that didn't count. We uh, Wrigley happened event. to be where we were having the beers at that point in the day.
1: We were drinking throughout that day. It was anyway. a social event. It wasn't for the, the game.
0: Right, exactly. Um, I have no idea. This, there's five minutes left in this movie right now, and Adam Levine is on stage. Somehow he's worked his way back into being a big part of this movie. They, they were talking before when we were first starting this episode. Uh, did she maybe pick him back up? He's looking at her. And they're making eyes, and she's laughing. They, they both seem to be
1: on good ground with one another. Interesting. Well, I'm watching uh, Demolition on, on mute, and uh, I don't know. It m- looks like Jake Hall's character might have, like, cancer or something now. Um, so he was just in the doctor's office, and they were looking at some weird x-ray thing. And now he's standing on a beach looking at the ocean, looking real sad. So... This Do you is- think
0: so if you were to guess this is mostly still
1: about the uh, the vending machine um I think I don't know he, I think the vending machine thing is over. I think that he's talking to the woman from the customer service thing and now I don't know what's going on he's huh. still he's still disassembling stuff so Wait, is that a tick or something? he's a psychopath he's a serial killer for sure. Or something. He is completely insane. Earlier in the movie, he just like, he was talking to a guy on the train, uh, and he basically said, like I don't, I never loved my wife to a stranger. Uh, okay. And then he stood up and pulled the emergency stop on the train, and then he got detained by the police for doing that. Have you ever gotten a I never love my wife person uh, uh, just coming up to you before? No. <laughs>
0: You've never been in a bar and had a guy be like, hey, man, I'm about to overshare with you right now. But he does. they'd never warn you that they're going to overshare.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm sure that that's happened before. But I don't know if it's ever been – I don't love my wife who just died in a car accident a week ago. I had a guy one time at a bar. He came over to me
0: and my friend, uh, started paying us compliments. And we are like, we're not asking for this right now. And <laughs> – he was like, oh, I'll leave you two alone. You seem like you're having a very, very fun time. We were just about to go to a concert. And uh, he was like, I'm I'm divorced. And we were like, oh, a lot of people are. But um, we are like, oh. And he was like, yeah, my ex-wife's in love with somebody else. You know, that's just, that's just <laughs> oh, what Jesus. happens. And I was like, oh. The movie, we're getting credits now. Oh, you're in the credits? It uh, ended... With Adam Levine playing a song, and wait, I don't think that's how the internet works. They just pressed one button, and then all of the album was uploaded, and like a store was set up. That's not how the internet works, as we were learning. Nope, definitely not. Speaking of which, merch update. Um, All right, I'm just turning this off. Um, (laughs) There's still scenes, but there are credits going on, and I think that these scenes are still important, but fuck. Um, What was I saying before then? Merch update? Oh, merch update. Uh, we uh, we you and I have to do like one more thing. We need to send like two more emails, and then we'll be good to go merch-wise. So hell yeah. So maybe by fr- maybe Friday we'll announce that Friday's episode will announce that the store is open. Uh, I don't know, but it's things are trending in the right direction. Shouts to our guy Ryan. That guy is outstanding. Shouts to Kathy. Shouts to everybody! Now I've got one less thing going on, and now it's just
1: you and the football game, which is at halftime. So it's just me. Wow, good for me. Uh, Ryan or uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is now hanging out with vending machine lady's kid, who can't be older than maybe eleven, and he's smoking a cigarette and lighting stuff on fire. Is
0: I'm trying to. Th- it doesn't sound like Jake Gyllenhaal is the type of guy in this situation who's
1: gonna try to straighten this kid out. No, definitely not. He like he pro- he's probably, probably sees- gave the kid a cigarette. I yeah, did, he probably. I didn't see it, but sees him as a friend. <laughs> yeah, he is like some real like social disorder. I think in this movie. Do you know what uh, demol- Demolition has on Rotten Tomatoes? Um, I saw it when I rented it or uh selected it on Xfinity and I think it's in like the fifties. Ooh, yeah, that's a bad one. Um that's still pretty good for this movie, which does not appear to be good. Begin again was
0: um I they want to say eighty, something like that. So that's pretty good. John Carney, man, he's he's well received. Also uh, Role Models was on yesterday on TV. Yeah. We we missed talking about role models when we were talking about I love you man as the underrated um, kind of bro movies. I think the role models is role models role models is hilarious. Role models is like elite. I would put it in the super bad category. Wow, I think yeah. that's too high. But well, like old school super bad are kind of in like they're doing their own thing. They are the creme de la creme. But right after that. I would say role models, and that's uh, Joe Latrulio, who we talked about with "I love you Man." that's mm-hmm. his best movie the uh, he's the crappy um, like community theater guy that does oh, the, yeah, yeah. the stupid whatever nights game with them is that that's the um the uh, larping yeah, you' right that's a yeah la- yeah, larping um, and he just says weird shit. Let us gingerly touch our tips. That's that's fucking (laughs) amazing. We, I, ah, fuck. I wish, um, I, I wish you weren't successful because I would say we could definitely have him on really easily. He's, uh, he's a pretty big deal. That's what I'm saying. I I wish that he were, that he were doing less well. (laughs) So we could be like, hey, Joe Latrulio, you've, you need to do this episode. I believe he's on, uh, he's on, he's on Brooklyn 99. 99. Yeah. That's th- so if we were to try to get him, we... No, we, we don't have to. We could just say, like, we're not going to bug him about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We know everyone's always asking about that, and that would be our way of saying, we don't watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> so if he could just come on, and we could ask him about Superbad and Role Models and I Love You Man. Uh, do you know the story of the song from Role Models? No. So you know how the shitty, the annoying guy that works for the who that works for Sturdy Wings, he says uh he's like Paul McCartney doesn't have anything on me because he's been with Sturdy Wings for so long. And then he starts to sing a wing song and Paul Rudd tells him that's not a wing song. And Paul Rudd says that song doesn't even exist at all. <laughs> and like throughout the movie they keep making reference to the song called Love Take Me Down to the Streets that they're claiming to be by Wings. And as a Wings guy, that is totally made up. There is no Wings song called Love Take Me Down to the Streets, but they keep referencing it throughout the movie. And then in the credits, uh, the first song they play is Love Take Me Down to the Streets by Wings. And they got a, they got like a Beatles cover band, and the, the singer who does Paul, they had him write a song that sounds like it would be by wings <laughs> and it's like the first time i saw the movie i was pulling my hair up because i was watching it with my roommates in college and they were like wait is love taking me down to the streets an actual song I'm like no you fucking idiots and then it gets to the credits and you start to hear this thing that's like it sounds just like wings it sounds just like paul and you're fucking losing your mind so they went to a lot of trouble <laughs> for the sake of this like tiny tiny gag that like and i think that's the funniest thing in the world and it's a great song check out the song "Looking take me down the streets it's it's heat that's hilarious yeah that's, i like the commitment exactly that makes me respect that movie so much more i can't imagine having to listen to this episode this is going to be brought up in reviews one way or the other whether it's positive or negative, like when people say, where else can I get a podcast that does, and they name a bunch of dumb shit that we've done, this will be the, where else can we get like two podcasters dedicated enough to podcast apart from each other while watching other shit and telling each other about it so they can claim they're efficient.
1: Well, this kid, the little kid has a gun now. He's, he's, putting, <laughs> he's pointing it in a, at, at the mirror. And he's wearing women's clothing. That's definitely the open of this episode where I exp- where I make fun of what we're doing, and then you respond. The little <laughs> kid has a gun now. Yeah, that's about that summarizes this episode better than anything good. Um But Do we sh- we, uh, we should also talk about the fact that we have a new movie review Monday format. Oh that, yes, that is that is not this. <laughs> yes, ah, we're workshopping this. This this has promise. <laughs> um. So we have – I bought a bingo set. Investing in the podcast. I like yes. it. bingo set uh, last week. So we have 10 bingo balls in this, in this little uh, bingo wheel churning thing. And uh, each ball is going to represent a movie that we're going to review. Uh, and then we'll pick one once a week. Yes, that's very exciting. But here's the thing. Um, we're going to find
0: ways of playing with that. Like, every now and then, we might put... We might make Five of the Balls Sing Street. And then, chances are, you get another Sing Street episode. Um, but we're going to put in... Depending on what time of year it is, really. If it's Oscar season, we'll load it with Oscar noms so we can get around to seeing those shits. Yeah. If not... Um, I think, was it your idea or Jeff's idea? Um, I forget the... It, it was something roulette, and there was a the the other thing was a
1: bad movie. I forget what what movie. Um, oh yeah, he said like basically forty nine balls of Sing Street, and then like one. Uh, now now you see me too, or something. Yeah, so, yeah. He called
0: it <laughs> now you see me too roulette, where <laughs> we put a bunch of movies in there, but one of them is now you see me too, <laughs> and uh, we won't take
1: that out until it gets selected. We should do it. We should do an episode about. Terrible movies that somehow got sequels because Now You See Me is a god-awful movie. Yeah. Um, have you seen it? No. <laughs> I have, and it's awful. And I'm very disappointed because I love the cast. It has a really great cast. Who is in Now You See Me? Uh, it's like... Basically, Woody- what movie is that? <laughs> it's like Woody Harrelson. Um, I don't know. Is Kate Mar- Kate Mara or Anna Kendrick? One of the two. Um <laughs> I don't think any anybody really knows. Um, Matt. Je, injusti- Jesse,
0: Matt. Go Julio. Oh je- my God. Julio Jones just killed a man.
1: Okay. Uh, and then Jesse Eisenberg's in it and they all play m- musicians. Oh, okay. And then Dave uh, Franco's in the second one. Like it has like an all-star cast and it's a goddamn piece of shit movie.
0: The first one or the second one? Oh, you know You said the first one was terrible and thus yeah. should not have had a... Uh, I'm interested to see what the flag is here.
1: <laughs> I right, Did you see... Do you see this... I'm I'm behind on the game. Oh man, I'm watching it on my computer. So Julio Jones
0: just caught. Prob- oh God, yeah, that was that's on Green Bay. Julio Jones just caught like a five-yard pass and then ran the length of the field while fucking murdering like, seven defensive backs. Man, <laughs> yeah, oh, man, that's talking football. Yeah, uh, someone did oh, the. Wait, here it is. here yeah. it is. Oh, here it is. Oh, there it is. <laughs> what a beast. Someone I forget. Oh, it's Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan did the racist thing against uh, wide receivers where he said he really likes Julio Jones because he um, uh, what, what was the way he phrased it. He basically said because he's a wide receiver who isn't an asshole. And that used to be the thing that people would do with wide receivers because like T.O. and two other people were dicks. They just assumed that all wide receivers were assholes. And then they would say like, Marvin Harrison is the salt of the earth. And it was like uh, a murderer, right? Marvin Harrison was murder quietly. I was talking guy. with, with uh, someone at work the other day. He uh, basically, he wasn't an asshole in football because he was like, I only show up for football to play football. I don't have time to like, I, I get all of my asshole tendencies out in
1: my life as a criminal right (laughs) he he has like the most overlooked murder in sports history i think he isn't it but people said i don't
0: know yeah you're definitely old enough like when marvin harrison was in his prime that was the thing that people would say about marvin harrison they were like this guy is just the consummate professional because basically because he wasn't a dick bag and it's like there are a lot of there were a lot of dickbags. back, back in. who aren't assholes. There's a lot of like linebackers who aren't assholes. Offensive linemen. Right. It was just because flashy receivers sometimes were
1: dicks. That, yeah. I uh, there were a lot of dickhead wide receivers back in the day, though. But that's like, because the NFL allowed them to be. Right. The NFL
0: let people be what they wanted to be, and that's. I mean, you got some dope ass touchdown celebrations. Right. No, like soft man. Yeah. But yeah, the Falcons are going to be in the Super Bowl, so that is fucking wild i thought they were gonna win this game too yeah i didn't think they were gonna blow them out uh let's get let's make this a dated episode what do we think is gonna happen in the patriots game
1: (laughs) uh they're gonna win i think they're gonna win too handily uh at least 10 points
0: yes i think they're gonna win like 27 17 something like that i don't think they're gonna score a bajillion points they averaged, I think, like 27 and a half points. So they'll we'll have an average offensive performance. Uh, they'll get a lead early, so Le'Veon Bell won't be able to fuck them up. And that's, that's what it'll boil down to. So that's the preview
1: that you're hearing... <laughs> on Monday, after on the Monday, game has been completed for hours.
0: We do a lot of things that don't really make sense to do. Like, we discuss movies we haven't seen and shit. We should... Uh, record previews of things we know are going to happen Bef- between before the episode between <laughs> the recording and the release of the episode. That way, it shows that we're being genuine guys and we're not trying to pull a fast one on you. Although if they win like 27-17 and Le'Veon Bell doesn't do anything, then it'll look like we forced this and we went back and cheated the system. But yeah. I think that, quite frankly, we're both too dead today to put in any extra effort. No, I I want to die. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. Well, welcome to my life, man. Anything <laughs> in particular? <laughs> is, is that just a general? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I love, so right now you are that Piers Morgan tweet. <laughs> yes. Uh, you got you. the biggest, the most retweeted tweet ever in Twitter history this weekend. Congrats to
1: you. Yeah, I wish I didn't. Why? That one was fine. Yeah, that one was fine, but it brought a lot of eyes to my account that probably shouldn't have been there or wouldn't have been there. Yes. But your
0: your Hillary tweet, it was a picture of Hillary getting out of the car with Bill and she had a terrified look on her face. You said you texted me when you tweeted it, you were like, This is going to be the biggest tweet ever. And it fucking was. It got 100 what 150,000 retweets?
1: I didn't say it was going to be the biggest tweet ever. I, I texted you and I said, if this it, like it better blow up or something. If like this it. doesn't get a th- at least1,000, I'm going to quit Twitter." Yeah. and it took a little while, like it took it took like uh, maybe a half an hour, 45 minutes to reach a thousand, and then it just exploded. Jesus.
0: Um, I, I think I texted this to you. I actually had a problem with your phrasing. You said your caption was um damn it bill you said we we're going to brunch which was good because when it blew up then you had a nice wonderful follow up tweet that said uh like follow brunch and it got us 200 followers <laughs> <laughs> not too shabby uh I thought you should have phrased it uh when when your owner says you're going to the park and he takes you to the vet but...
1: <laughs> that would have been pretty good but call me when you get a is that right? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> who the fuck am I? I'm just a doctor. Um, oh, and now, now uh,
0: Jake Gyllenhaal's destroying his own house with a sledgehammer. I think I'm kind of coming around on Jake,
1: Gy- <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal's <laughs> character in this movie. He seems like a tortured soul. Uh, clearly, he's destroying his own house. <laughs> <laughs> he- Which is uh, like a multi-million dollar house. How did he get money? He is in uh, the stock market and he's very good at his job apparently so that's the one thing that he doesn't fuck up i doubt this but uh but i it looks like he may have lost his job in the muted part of the movie really uh so his life is just unraveling right now uh in in
0: begin again when mark ruffalo loses his job i don't think mark ruffalo is good in that movie by the way um I think the jury for me is still out on Mark Ruffalo. I
1: thought he was yeah. awesome in Foxcatcher. Right, yeah. Fox you see that one? Foxcatcher Fox and Spotlight. He was very good. Yeah, yeah, that. he was dope in both of those, but um I haven't seen him
0: in enough other shit and if this is if this is supposed like, to be I feel like he should have missed. Yeah. If this is 80% rotten tomatoes Mark Ruffalo, then I'm afraid of seeing an average Mark <laughs> right. Ruffalo movie, you know? Um Yeah, I, uh,
1: I think that Mark Ruffalo like a a lot of his appeal is his charm. He's like a very quiet, like, old, yeah. middle aged guy. It's also like the, uh, it's who's the guy, um, from that movie with, uh, Ashton Kutcher, um, The Guardian. He talks like Ashton Kutcher, by the way.
0: People That's don't he? know this about Mark Ruffalo. I noticed this while watching Begin Again. He, he, like, there's like a, you know, Ashton Kutcher has this fucking thing in his voice where he's like, it's not quite a, uh, let me think of what I'll call it. It is a, uh, we'll call it a bro version of Amy Poehler's, uh, Christopher Walken impression. If you've ever seen Amy Poehler's Christopher Walken impression, she overdoes the, the <laughs> Walken part and it's just super duper overdone. And, uh... Ashton Kutcher has this kind of like stretchy, flingy thing that's going on with his voice. And Mark Ruffalo, I noticed in Sink Street, when he's playing an alcoholic, has the same voice.
1: <laughs> um, so I was the name I was looking for was Kevin Costner. I feel like Mark Ruffalo and Kevin Costner are both like, they're comfort actors. You like them just because they seem like pretty good guys. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal just ran a bulldozer through his house. So the Demolition's going well.
0: Yep. <laughs> so he's... he's As committed. advertised. He's committed to the Demolition. Demolition's a shitty name for a movie. There's that movie, Demolition Man. I don't know if I've seen that. What's that? That's a thing. <laughs> you know what? Let's make this even more efficient. I'm about to uh, look up Demolition Man, and then
1: we're going to review that. While I'm here. I looked up The Guardian... Uh, that movie. Have you seen that movie with uh, Kevin Costner and Ashley Kutcher about the um, Coast Guard? No, you haven't seen that movie. You should watch that movie. So it has it has a thirty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and that movie is phenomenal. I love that movie. So I'm a little uh, I'm a little irked. Uh, Demolition Man is a movie with Sylvester Stallone and
0: Wesley Sal- Sal- Vester- e Snipes. Sylvester <laughs> Sal- Stallone. Are you what? Are you knocking pronunciation here? Yeah, Sal Stallone. Si- do you, do you say Sylvester? Yeah. I think that people say Sylvester. I think no, some people don't. say Sal. Is that like, I feel like I'm saying Salamander. I may be <laughs> looking up the name. So What other name do I say wrong? Uh, Ellie.
1: Ellie Goulding, when it's Goulding. So what
0: do I say wrong? Yeah, I say Goulding. Yeah. Ellie Goulding. No, I think I say Ellie Goulding now.
1: You well you you've like convinced me and gotten in my head and now I catch myself saying Ellie Goulding sometimes. Ellie Goulding. Uh are we done with this?
0: This is like my nightmare podcast. If I, I hate this so much. So I've overheard people listening to podcasts like this where it's just guys sitting around usually on Skype or something like that and they're just like watching something and they're talking. That's the fucking worst. That's what podcasts are not supposed to be. That is fucking pathetic. That is weak ass shit. And that's what this is. We do better shit than that. Uh, But Not today. (laughs) Right. Right now we're doing it poorly, but we're doing it in the name of podcast research. We're trying to push the envelope of how much shit you can do at once while
1: podcasting. And it turns out we're doing too much. We might listen
0: back to this and find that it's gold. Probably not. We won't. <laughs> but there's a good, there's a good chance. Uh, this qualify. It doesn't matter. We did a podcast. We don't have to do another podcast for a few days now. Monday, people. We we were hungover. We tried to be ambitious. I'm guessing this came out great, but we'll fucking see. Uh, talk to you Friday.
1: Love, take me down Love, take me down Where a pair of lonely ones can always be Love, take me down Love, take me down Where I'm longing to be Love, take me down to the streets Down to the streets This when you don't get fed at home Still gotta give the dog his bone. Take that love into the streets